Today, I'm joined by David Craig. David, say hi to our audience, please. Hello, everybody. Cole, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at uh, harborsolution.com if you want to find out more. Thanks, Cole. Absolutely. And folks, we'll have that link in the description for this episode. If that makes it easier for you, you can just go down there and click it. This is the Cole Memo. I'm your host, Cole Preston. Every episode is released in audio, video, and transcript format. To find the transcript, audio, or video version of any episode, please refer to the description of that episode. And within that, as I just mentioned, you can find a link that will take you to our website, which will display the transcript for this episode and the platforms where you can find this uh, episode in audio or video formats. If you're unable to locate the episode description on whichever platform you're listening from, simply note the episode number and visit thecolememo.com. From there, you can find the corresponding episode and then you'll be able to access the audio, video, and transcript version. And you will also find any links that we reference, which again, will have David's website in the podcast description so that you might be able to do your own research. If you're not listening to this episode of The Cole Memo on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode a bit later than our patrons. To become a patron, it's only $3 a month. You can go to thecolememo.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's thecolememo.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a great way to support our show, but one of the best ways to support our show is free. Subscribe to or follow our show. Leave us a positive review. Share it with your friends and family. Today is December 5th, 2023. And once again, David, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, wanted to give you the floor. I got this email and I was like, uh, Emily was probably uh, Emily who helped me book this phone call with you or sorry, Emma, I believe was her name. Um, she was probably like, wow, this guy emails back quick because I got this email and I was like, hell yeah, I want David on my show. <laughs> Tell people about yourself and your company. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Cole. So my name is David Craig. I'm the current CEO of Harbor. Uh, we are uh, a company that has a vision of the world achieving its full potential. Um, how do we do that? We do that through the creation and developing of bleeding, ed pro bleeding edge products that ultimately are for people that lead with their heart. So to define that, what differentiates our, our business is disruptive ingredients. So one of those ingredients that we use that is very unique to our company is the coca leaf. So when, whenever we say the coca leaf, people's ears prop up and they're like, wait a second, coca leaf. And they, they, they start thinking about Tony Montana and all kinds of, you know, Hollywood images. The fact is it's, it's an absolute super plant. And when we, the, the origin story of our business was essentially uh, driven by a, a policy change in Canada uh, to combat the the toxic drug epidemic that was happening in Canada is also happening in the States. So over 10 people a day were dying from drug overdoses. And so the government of Vancouver decided that they would decriminalize all narcotics in Vancouver. So we, we as a business, as, as a number of us had come from the background of, of uh, controlled substance and cannabis and psilocybin, thought there, there needs to be a way for us to be able to provide a legal source to the policymakers to be able to combat this, this problem and provide a safe supply. So we opened our eyes to that and we found that the coca leaf has so much more to offer than just that. 
So we pivoted our business, but I'll, I'll leave it there to, to start. And if you have some more specific questions, you, we can we can go down that path. Sure, sure. And I'm not exactly sh sure where to start, but I thought that maybe maybe a good place to start and feel free if you think there's a better place to start to, you know, pull me back or whatever. But I've, you know, always found it fascinating. And this is one of the things that was mentioned to me when when it was floated. The idea of you coming on was that Coca-Cola my one of my favorite it's like my guilty pleasure drink uh because okay. they're one of the number one polluters in the world but they also make such a tasty drink i can't have a meal without it um, right they also have a monopoly on the legal coca leaf importation and processing for i'm reading the past 130 years um <laughs> i don't know i just thought that was an interesting place to start you want to talk well, about that, that? That is that is a very important place to start. So so Coca Cola for 130 years has, has essentially kept the coca leaf in a box. Okay, they, it's you know part of their secret ingredients, and they have gone to in fact the same exact supplier that we have signed an, an international trade agreement with is the same supplier that supplies Coca Cola with its coca leaf inputs that go into the the extracted flavor that goes into the Coca-Cola. Now, what they did was way back, one company in the US was granted an exemption by the DEA. The only company ever to receive this exemption is called Step and Company out of New Jersey. And they were allowed to bring in coca leaf, process it, and take the extract and sell it. So they take the, the quote unquote, controlled substance or the cocaine portion out, of course, and then they sell the, the flavor extract to Coca-Cola. And they're the only company who was ever allowed to do that. And Coca-Cola was their only customer. So Coca-Cola basically had this locked up. Nobody else could get what they were putting in their Coca-Cola. So along comes Harbor. And we um, we realized that uh, it was possible to make an agreement with this, this same supplier. There were, there were not at the time limitations against that um, we've since you know signed an agreement that gives us certain protections with regards to commercializing the product um, so we're their agents now in canada and can sell internationally but the most important part is that we can take that same decoconized extract and we can import it legally into canada which we have done historically uh, we've done it a number of times, so now we can we know that we can move commercial quantities uh, and export to the United States. So those are two things that nobody's been been able to do since Coca-Cola. So we've we've broken up that monopoly, and we have a, a a whole plan as to how we'll we'll bring it to market. But as I say, this is just part of Harbor. Harbor is also uh, just in general creating products that ultimately give our customers that give people the things that they want, the good things without the bad things. So, so if I give you an example, so one of the, one of the SKUs that we are planning to go or bring out to market is a coca leaf infused energy drink. Okay. So think of Red Bull or think of, you know, monster. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a $50 billion market. Okay. When you think about what goes into those energy drinks, for the most part, it's bad. Okay, there's a ton of caffeine. There's a ton of sugar. There are all kinds of harmful chemicals. People generally know if they're drinking energy drinks that it's it's not good for you, right? So now here comes Harbor, 
we've got something different. We've got a coca-infused energy drink, no caffeine, no sugar, all of the same energy creation and biofunctional benefits, but none of the bad things. So typically, again, if we're just talking about energy drinks, it's caffeine that gives you that lift. Sugar gives you that lift. In coca leaf, there's a compound that actually helps with the oxygenation of your blood. So if you can imagine, if all of the cells in your body are able to access more oxygen in your blood, you're going to feel a lift, right? You're going to feel more energy, but it's not a jittery energy. And it's it doesn't come with the bad things that an energy drink has. So all of our products are like that. Essentially, we're bringing things to the market where people are going to get all the benefits, but they're not going to have to pay the price of, you know, the guilt of the bad things that typically all these other products have. Yeah. And that's one of the things I have heard about like uh, coca drinks is that, you know, you get that same lift that you're looking that, you know, it's like that initial lift and it's almost like everything from there can be a little questionable. I like coffee is dangerous for me. I can't drink more than like a cup. And like you say, I start to get jittery. I get, I can get like hot or sometimes I can even get cold. Like, and, um, what I've heard about coca tea or just coca drinks is that you still get that lift, like you say, but without the crash, without the jitters, stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're, it's basically all of the good and none of the bad. And I mean, it's it, so coca leaf um, has been used widely in South America for thousands of years. Okay. So there's studies that show that it helps with appetite suppressant or appetite, excuse me, um, that it is uh, anti-inflammatory. It helps with digestive function. Um, it's a natural source of energy. Uh, as, as I mentioned, a remedy for um, altitude sickness, which is around that uh, blood oxygenation piece. As you go higher, obviously, it's harder to access oxygen. You take a coca leaf or, or some sort of coca wow. product, and it helps to allow your body to access that oxygen again so it's got all of these different functions that are found in the leaf even after you extract out the the you know controlled substance portion that we can now put into specific SKUs that ultimately serve needs in the marketplace and these are these are big markets so if you think about again people who have an interest in weight loss um, one of our SKUs we're intending to come out with is an appetite suppressant gummy so, you know, similar to Ozempic, it's a huge market. People go out there and they're, they're, you know, taking these shots that are very expensive that were not intended for weight loss. Um, so there, there are side effects to taking those sorts of, of you know, uh, whatever uh, drugs to try to control your weight. Whereas with a natural appetite, plant-based appetite suppressant, you're not, again, subjecting yourself to the harm that you may be if you're taking some of these other chemicals or other drugs. So it's it's exciting for us. Um, we like the position that we're taking in terms of, of helping and bringing things to park, to market that people can really embrace. And it's it's more about it's more about entering in at a community level and and help having people discover our products and having like for example we have we have a new product that we're bringing out it's a hydration product it's called quench 
Um, Harbor is, is about to announce an acquisition where we have brought the team into our business that originally founded BioSteel. So BioSteel was a, is basically a, a, a primarily a hydration brand um, with ready to drink and powders and so on. And they built $140 million worth of sales with this type of strategy of working in community, of sponsoring you know, hockey tournaments, of working in basketball gyms and whatnot, points of sweat, essentially, people where they could bring people together and say, look, at here's something that's going to help you with hydration. It's better for you. It doesn't have any sugar. It's the, the proper blend for bioavailability to allow you to hydrate your body, try it out. And that grew their business to $140 million. So we're, we're taking a similar path in that we're going to communities and providing them with solutions that ultimately give them what they want without all of the bad. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's an exciting thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of different um, different products, like a lot of them that I would figure, you know, like a gummy format, a energy drink format, um, maybe even do you have like, uh, you know, a tea format, like I was saying, are, are those the kind of different formats that you might so have? You, or... there, are, there are a number of products. So again, with any, with any business, you need to grow, you know, at a pace that is, that is sustainable. Sure. So we, we have a, we have a plan. Essentially mm -hmm. we have products with our, our acquisition, um, of John and his team that are ready to go so so we're actually in in like they're they're formulated they're they're shelf tested they're approved uh for sale in, in canada and the us with health canada and fda um all of the packaging and all of that is finished completed and it's essentially just the runtime to be to be, be able to actually produce the product so that that will be happening in the first quarter of 2024 we currently have purchase orders for that product of over $12 million. And what our intention is, is to use those relationships that have been developed over 14 years with, with uh, John's team and go into those distribution networks or those established relationships with those, those products that are already approved and sold in the market and expand our market that way. And then our coca-infused products which are just in the process of getting all the regulatory checks and balances kind of checked off, will follow in behind. And ultimately, again, through the same relationships, the same networks, our, our energy drink will be brought to market by the guys that actually brought another major, major energy drink market or, or uh, brand to market. I won't say who they are, gotta keep some secrets, but, um, it's it's going to be a big deal. So we're we're excited. We have a really good path. We've got some amazing products. We are only going to launch the ones that we can support as we go. But yeah. in total, we would have an energy drink. We will have a an appetite suppressant. We will have a full sports nutrition line. We will have a hydration line, and uh, that's just the beginning. And and the thing about Harbor, I told you, we're about. Um, disruptive ingredients and to us what a disruptive ingredient is something that can deliver what people want without the bad and in many cases those are difficult to come by so cocoa leaves is it's it's a difficult path you know not just anybody can go out there and buy cocoa leaves we've, we've tied up our supply so that's another thing about harbor is we have that competitive mode around our our supply so it'd be very difficult for anybody else to compete with us
Right. And uh, you mentioned the idea of possibly getting into the United States. I was just curious, you know, it sounds like the the policy is uh, a little bit more friendly in Vancouver than the the United States with regard to like what you can and can't do. Does that play into into you moving into the United States or, or are you just like pretty well so good to go? We are we are working strictly in. Uh, a non-scheduled or non-controlled mm, substance okay. marketplace. Okay, so we are not importing any alkaloids or anything that is controlled. Um, we're not a cocaine company. You know, it just so happens that that stigma is associated with coca leaves, but that is a very, very small part of the actual leaf. And that yeah. is not a part of what we are doing at Harbor. So it's, uh, we don't have any issues with regards to bringing the product into the country. We We utilized our, um, I guess the expertise of our, our import brokers, um, our legal and regulatory consultants initially to be able to, to frame it properly to say, okay, this is what it is. It's identified as this. Check and see if there's any rules, regulations that say that it can't come into the country. And based on what we provided them, we've navigated the path so it can come into the country. So so that's that's what we did. And now we're doing all the checks and balances so that the regulators that, you know, watch out for the citizens and food safety are satisfied that the products that we're bringing in are, in fact, safe for use. Coca-Cola has used it for years. uh, And in South America, there's there's all kinds of demonstrated uses for thousands of years. Right. So we're very confident in our ability to get these approvals. But nobody has done this. Nobody's done this. So it's a it's a really big market where you're able to provide something that others can't. Yeah. I'm curious. Do you have a lot of people, uh, before I move on to our final questions to close out the show, do you have a lot of people knocking down your door in the sense that the, the right way that question's coming from or where that question's coming from is I've heard that like companies like Pepsi, for example, really, really, really tried to get access to the coca leaf and somehow they like, Again, I don't know the full story. I think I heard this on some stoner podcast like mine. <laughs> and uh, right. Uh, but I heard that uh, Pepsi like really wanted because that is what gave Coke that edge, that flavor. And I heard that Pepsi really wanted it, but never could get it. Have you had like other people reaching out to you since you said you're one of the only people to get that connection with this company? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But so, so there are a number of CPG companies that are hungry for these ingredients and for the reasons that I've described, but also for the, the flavor profile. And yeah. it's got cachet. The fact that you can say that there's coca leaf in something is actually cachet. Um, one of the members of our team is actually in the ex-national sales director for Pepsi. So he understands exactly the product development process that they go through. And so what what we're doing is we're bringing our own products to market first. We're going to create our, our own brands and put those out in the market with a strategy where whereby the you know we feel would be adopted. And then from that point, we have all the criteria that major brands, major CPG brands like Pepsi, like Schweppes, like Nabisco, like whoever, ultimately would need in order to say okay. Let's invest in creating some skis with coca leaf, and so our that's our that's kind of a second step for us. And so starting off, it's our own brands. We do have these inquiries, but we want to bring the products to market first, control the supply, control the 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 
positioning, I guess, of, of the products, because we feel that's important um, so that the wrong stigma isn't associated with, with the products. And then let the big boys come in and, and have their turn. Yeah. And do you think this is kind of how I was going to wrap up with a few questions uh, that that I feel based on what you just said, maybe this comes after what you just described. So maybe still far off into the future, but I'm just curious, do you foresee a future in which a consumer could buy some coca leaf just over the counter? Uh, that would be a policy decision. So coca leaf as it stands is a, a scheduled or controlled substance. So coca leaf does have an alkaloid in it, mm -hmm. uh, which is used to make cocaine and because of that even though it's a very small amount it's it's prohibited in both canada and the u.s so if the policy changed then i guess people could do that um however the the benefits that you you like to derive from a coca leaf you can still have all of those without that alkaloid piece the, the cocaine piece so yeah. we're, we're presenting that and certainly you'd be able to for for example down the road as a product we develop you could buy a matcha that you would put into you know and have in the morning for a for a tea type of drink, um, but it would have that alkaloid removed. So there's definitely, you know, it's it's going mainstream. We're the company that's bringing it to the mainstream. And North America is just the beginning. We have international um, sales channels as well, um, but we're, we're starting, you know, in our own backyard, uh, we are going to drive this business. And then eventually, yes, bringing our products to the world. Yeah. And I hope you get where that question comes from. It's like the the CPG options are always really cool, just like with cannabis, right? Like I love a good old fashioned edible or a cannabis drink, but there's nothing better than good old natural. And what I'm you go back to the historical uses. From what I understand, people in the countries where coca uh, grows, kids, adults, elderly, you name it, they'll grab a leaf off and just chew into it, you know, and that's where that question comes from. So I just wondered if you foresee a future like that, um, if the policy. I change. mean, that would that would uh, that would be a wonderful thing to see because mm -hmm. coca leaves have all of these amazing benefits. So so chewing a coca leaf is nothing like you know using cocaine. There's right. there's a very 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 right. small amount of the alkaloid in a coca leaf, and so what it does is it actually mixes with your your the fluids in your mouth and dissolves slowly and you get kind of this this overall feeling in your body that is that is a, it's a, a nice feeling it's it's not like a high or a buzz it's it's just a it's just a good good feeling and so um i wish i hope that there's an opportunity for that to happen here because it you know it's been free and open in south america for thousands of years and we we actually visited peru when we went we signed our agreement and it's it's like a it's a spiritual thing there. Like anywhere right. you go, there's coca leaves available everywhere, and people infuse it into their lives. It's not just you know a product. It's like something that's actually worshipped. It's something that is part of their daily routine. And so it would be great if North America um, would embrace something like that and allow coca leaf to be in the marketplace. Uh, and hopefully, Harbor would be the one that gets to introduce that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll even add just because, you know, I really am. I like what you just described, that culture describe, that, that you described. I, I would love it if, yeah, you know, 
there was even if it was from harbor if it wasn't from harbor just the idea yeah if you could acquire the natural product or even and i know this is another step grow it yourself at home <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> well we'll walk before we run the, yes um, walk before we run point, right. the point is is we've opened the door we are innovators um i've, I've told you a bit of kind of our vision and our mission mm -hmm. uh, we really ultimately want to help the world achieve its full potential and we think by providing people with products that that offer them all the good without the bad that it's it just opens the door to all those possibilities and you know today today it may be coca leaf as the the hero ingredient tomorrow it may be something else but that's yeah. our plan is to basically bring things to market that are providing some sort of benefit and that are good for you and more specifically are not bad for you yeah well said well said and to close like related to that point you know uh i've spoken to somebody actually from vancouver as well you might know this person uh dana larson and he described what is called the ironclad rule of prohibition and so to your point that you just brought up earlier coca folks is not at all the same as cocaine and and you could actually argue maybe that cocaine is a result of our war on drugs because otherwise people would choose the natural form they would and they do traditionally and culturally speaking but then when it get when it comes to exporting it and everything else that you have to do when you're battling the war on drugs the ironclad law of prohibition causes drugs to become more potent you know synthesized etc and so cocaine is just i would say a side effect of the war on drugs but i want to be clear like you said david that coca is I always like to say it, it's organic. Don't panic. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's well said. That's well said. Well, I, I agree with you with regards to the war on drugs. It's been it's been going on for for decades, and ultimately, it has produced nothing but you know bad outcomes. Yeah. So I think I think the time is to you know decriminalize things and start to take more of a healthcare or health and wellness approach to um, many of these controlled substances because all of them have good things that come out of them too. It's just, it's, you know, any, any substance pretty much, if you abuse it, could be considered bad for you. Um, and the, again, the war on drugs has really just created these frameworks that are dangerous, that, that provide products that are potentially dangerous um, just in terms of the, the composition of them, the environment, which you have to deal and trade for them is, is dangerous as well. And again, that's because it's all had to go under the shadows. Initially, the years and years ago, there was a lot of research being done around the coca leaf. And then when, when prohibition came and in the United States, when prohibition came into place, it was like throwing a wet blanket over all of it. And so it all stopped. So yeah. all of the good things that were being created and done with coca leaf just stopped. And so what we're doing, we're now re-engaging with that, um, working with scientific labs to get all the technical compounds and information about it. And then really, you know, weigh into the science around coca leaf and how it might be able to be implemented going forward. So that's that's another thing that Harbor's doing. We're paying for the research so that we are the authorities, that we understand what it is all about. And we're doing it in a framework where it's not illegal. And so it's 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 doing away with that stigma of this is an illegal thing, but it's also creating and opening the door to what this amazing plant can do in a way that's legal. So it's 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 exciting. It's the best we can do at this point. Maybe we'll 
we'll get to a point eventually where prohibition ceases. Yeah. Well, David, I want to thank you for doing what you have done to push the pendulum forward before we go. Did you have anything that you wanted to mention that we didn't mention in this episode already? Uh, I mean, really just that we're, we're, we are a growing company. Um, we have come a very long way in a short period of time. Uh, we are listing publicly in Q1 of 2024. Um, so all of those interested in participating uh, will be able to do so on a, on a, a, a public exchange. Uh, and up until that time, we, we have a, a couple of series rounds of investment that are, are open to accredited investors. So if you have an interest, please visit our website and uh, take a look at what it is that we're doing. Reach out to us uh, by email. Hopefully, Cole, you can include my email in your in your uh, yeah um, the 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 information below and and yeah. uh, reach out to us and we'll we, we'd be happy to tell you more about how you might be able to come along with us on this ride. Absolutely, folks. It's Harbor Solutions, the world's leading coca plant company. Once again, the uh, website is in the podcast description. I'll also put David's contact information in there if you'd like to get in touch uh, for investment purposes or or for whatever. Um, so, David, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And, and once again, thank you for doing what you are doing to push that pendulum forward. It's been a pleasure, Cole. Thank you so much. Yep. Take care. Okay, Bye. you too.